Tzachim, Perik Hei Mishnalaf, 5.1, and now this is a watershed in the Masechta. In fact, if you recall, in the Hagdam, in the introduction, I said that it's called Masechas Psachim, which is a plural word, referring to two different Pesachs. So one shot is because there are two different Karbanos, the Korban Pesach and the Pesach Sheni. But a second explanation is that in the time of the Roshonim, there actually were two separate Masechtas, actually called Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni, the first dealt with Chamatzu Matzah, and the second dealt with the Korban Pesach. And since they were later on combined into a single Masechta, so it was referred to as Psachim, both both of those Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni Masechtas combined. Now, here in Perakei, Mishalaf, we begin what was once upon a time called Pesach Sheni, the second part of the Masechta, and that is the discussion on the Pesach Korban itself, the actual offering. As a footnote, in the end of five prakim from here, when we get to Mishnah Perak Yud, tenth chapter, we'll revert back to Leil Haseder, which was part of Pesach Rishon. In any case, here we begin our discussions about the Pesach Pesach offering. So the first thing you need to know is that when it comes to the offerings in the Beis Hamikdash, the general rule is that every day had a certain order to it, a certain structure, and that the first offering brought was always the Tamid Shel Shachar, and the last offering brought was the Tamid Shel Ben Harbaim. That's the daily offerings, the Ola that's brought, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And while those bookended the day, um, in the middle between those two offerings, the Nedavim and Nedavos, the variable offerings, whoever wanted to bring or committed to bring offerings, could bring offerings. So every day was a little different, um, depending on where we were in the calendar and who was coming, etc. But every day was also the same, in as much as there was always, every day, 365 days a year, so to speak, there was a Korban Tamit Shel Shachar and Tamit Shel Ben Harbayim brought. And nothing can be brought before the first of the Shachar and after the last the Ben Harbayim. As a side point, but such a beautiful idea, I have to share with you here. The first halacha brought in Orachayim by the Ramah is Shavisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid, to place, literally, I place Hashem before me always, and one should be mindful of Hashem at all times. And the last halacha he brings at the very end of Orachayim, this is the halachas of the Purim Suda, he says, V'tov lev mishtetamid, and if you have a good heart, life is a constant party. And the Talmidei HaRamah, or the Gra, explained that those two psukim, the first and last halachas that bookend, that frame Orachayim, the code which describes how one had to live his daily life as a Jew, parallel the two tamidin, which is why the first halacha is shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Tamid, and the last halacha is V'tov Lev Mishte Tamid, because those two tamidin have to frame your life as a Jew. So and as long as your what frames your life as a Jew is your awareness of Hashem and your good heart, everything else is going to be fine. Without that, it's all going to go to pot. So, so to the base of Mikdash, they had to have the book-ended Korbanos, the Talmud Shel Shachar, and Talmud Shel Ben Harbaim. Now, the time for bringing the Talmud Shel Shachar is from Elosa Shachar, the dawn, and the afternoon really can be, afternoon offering, the Talmud Shel Ben Harbaim, has to be brought Ben Harbaim, which means in the afternoon. It doesn't translate literally very well, and between the evenings, which means in the second half of the day, which we would normally describe as being from six and a half hours out of the 12 hours in the day. We discussed Shaos Shavios. We discussed 
Shalos Manios, not so long ago, the difference between 60-minute hours and the halachic variable hour of 12 of them per daylight divided up. So here we're talking about Shaos Zmanios, the variable hours. And But let's just assume for simplicity's sake that sunrise is 6 a.m., sunset is 6 p.m., and let's assume for simplicity's sake that what defines the beginning and end of the day is sunrise and sunset. So then you'd have, dividing that into 12 equal hours, midday would be high noon, 12 o'clock. The halacha is that the Tamid Shel Ben Harbaim shouldn't be brought before 12.30, six and a half hours into the day. It's actually not perfectly clear whether that's a requirement in Midorais or just Midorban. It seems that Rashi is, in fact, um, here, verse what he says in, here in Pesachim, verse what he says there in Chavches, um, in Yoma, seem a little bit um, in conflict, whether it, the extra half an hour is just a safeguard, Midorabanan, because you can't see the sun casting shadows yet, and the afternoon certainly hasn't come, you can't confirm that, um, or if it's actually a, a din derives all to itself, that it doesn't really start till six and a half hours. Whatever the case is, we never bring like Tamid Shabin Harbaim before six and a half hours. Now, but when should we bring it? So there's a bit of a tension here. On the one hand, there's a general principle of Zrizin Magdimen, which is um, the proper way to approach your Vodas Hashem is to do things as soon as possible. Mitzvah Bab Yadcha Al Tachmitzana. You get an opportunity to do a mitzvah, you just shouldn't let it um, go stale on you. you, shouldn't let it so you act promptly. On the other hand, people want to bring their voluntary offerings. And the earlier in the day we make a deadline by bringing the Ben Harbaim, Tamachu Ben Harbaim, so then we'll close the door and people bring their voluntary offerings. And therefore, the rabbis chose to push off the bring of the Tamachu Ben Harbaim to give a few more hours for people to bring their voluntary offerings. We don't want to push it off too far into the late afternoon because we need time to get everything done properly. We don't want to be rushed. And we do want to, you know, we don't want to leave it to the last minute. So therefore, the rabbis decided that under normal circumstances, and this is how the Mishnah starts, we will be bringing the Tamid Shalbein Harbaim. We will slaughter it. The Shechita will happen at eight and a half hours, and it takes an hour to process the offering. Um, that means when I say process, what I mean is since the Tamid is a an Ola, it's a holy burnt offering, so the process includes the Shechita, the slaughtering the, of it, as well as um, the blood, the Vodas Adam, bringing the blood to the Mizbeach. But then you have to also flay the animal, you have to clean it, you have to um, cut it into parts, bring it up to the ramp, and then burn on the fire. Um, this takes some time. So it takes an hour in total. Now, so in a normal day, you're going to do the Shechita eight and a half hours, as the mission is going to say in a moment, and then you'll finish doing the process of offering it in nine and a half hours, and after that there's some other things that need to be done. There's Nesachim, there's whatever, there are other things that have to be done and the base of Mikdash, so that'll happen later on. Now, the rule is that nothing is brought after the Tamach of Ben Harabim, no Korbanos, but there's an exception to the rule, and that exception is the Korban Pesach. The Korban Pesach is Dafka to be brought in the afternoon, later after the Tamach of Ben Harabim. And the reason for that is because, learn from Psukim, on the one hand, the Tamach of Ben Harabim is specifically referred to as bringing the second sheep should be brought in the afternoon. That's a reference to the Tamid, the Tamidan, the Tamid Shobin Harbaim. But when it comes to the Korban Pesach, there's actually two different Psukim. One Pasuk, the Pasuk um, in Shmos, Perakid Bey says, V'shachatu aso kol kahal adas Yisrael bein harbaim, in the afternoon. But a second Pasuk in Devarim Tezayim says, Tizbach, Es ha-Pesach ba-Erev. 
excuse me. So you have to um, offer the Korban Pesach Ba'arev in the evening. So from there, Chazal learned that it, it's later, since this is both Ben Harbaim and Ba'arev, it should be later than the Tamach of Ben Harbaim, meaning it's after that's brought. So that's the ex- main primary exception to the rule. And therefore, the Mishnah says inside, Tamid, the Korban Tamid of the afternoon, Nishchat Bishmona Umechza, it's slaughtered at eight and a half hours into the day, Vikarev, Batesha Umechza, and it's actually offered, meaning the actual meat of the offering is put on the Mizbeach at nine and a half hours. It takes an hour to do the whole process. Ba'arve Pesachim, however, on Erev Pesach, when we need to finish up with the Tamid and still have time for everyone to bring their, their offerings, um, and remember, of course, you have to bring your Korban Pesach specifically on the 14th. So you have a relatively small window for every Jew in Klai Israel or their appointed agent needs to bring a Tamid to, excuse me, a Korban Pesach in the base of Mikdash. So there's a, quite a rush. And therefore, Ba'ar Pesachim on the 14th, Arab Pesach, the, the Tamid shall be in Harbaim. The afternoon Tamid is Nishchat B'Sheva Umechza. It's slaughtered seven and a half hours into the day. V'Karev B'Shmono Umechza. And it's offered on the Mizbeach proper an hour later, eight and a half hours. Bein b'chol, bein b'shabbos. And that's true whether we're talking about a weekday or on Shabbos. The mission here is coming to make the point that the reason why we don't push the Tamid too early is because you want us to leave the window open for people who are visiting the base of Mikdash to bring their voluntary offerings. But, and their chagiga, etc., all sorts of things. But um, on Shabbos, people would not be bringing voluntary offerings because while the slaughter and offering of the Pesach does push off Shabbos, it must be on the 14th. Other offerings are not pushed off on the fourth, pushing off Shabbos. And that being the case, there would be no voluntary offerings brought on Shabbos. Nevertheless, to keep things consistent, so mistakes shouldn't creep into the practice here after, over the years, they kept it consistent. Bein b'chol, bein b'shabbos, all the time on Arab Pesach, they pushed things one hour earlier. But, chal Arab Pesach leos be'erev Shabbos, in the event that Erev Pesach falls out on an Erev Shabbos, meaning the 14th of Nisan is a Friday. So now you've really got a rush on your hands because while the Shechita and the offering of the Korban Pesach does push off Shabbos, the cooking of a Korban Pesach would not push off Shabbos, which means if Erev Pesach comes out on a Friday, not only do you have to offer your Korban, you have to bring that lamb or sheep back from the base of English and prepare it in the oven for now, the truth is, if you remember from the beginning of the first parak of Masechus Shabbos, we said that technically, as long as you put the as long as you put the uh, the Korban Pesach in the oven, that's sufficient. It doesn't need to be cooked yet. Normally, the rule is you have to have Machal Ben Jerusai at least. It has to be cooked, you know, at least to a minimal level before Shabbos comes in. But we said the Bnei Chabura, the people who are cooking the Korban Pesach, are as reason they're careful. Nevertheless, you got to get it all the way home and into the oven. And there are three groups, as we'll see, that have to bring the Korban Pesach, so it's quite a rush. And that being the case, if it turns out that the 14th of Nisan is a Friday, they pushed it. They pushed the Talmud Shul Ben Harbaim as early as possible. Nishchat B'Sheshu Mechza, the afternoon Ben Harbaim is offered at six and a half, shechted at six and a half hours. V'Karev B'Shevo Mechza, and then processed to take an hour, and then the meat is put on the Mizbeach, seven and a half hours. V'Pesach Achrab, and in all of those cases, meaning whether it's being shechted on the, whenever it's being shechted on the seven and a half or six and a half, the Korban Pesach will come after the Tamashul Ben Harbaim has been offered.